0: Every time we come to his word, we should expect to receive something. We should expect the nutrients that it brings and causes us to have imparted into our spirits to make us strong and also to renew our minds. Because we can get into a place uh, where we start thinking like the world thinks. (laughs) And then when we come into the word, we see how God thinks and how we can have the mind of Christ So I I know you're in the right place tonight, and I know that those listening online, you're going to receive a lot tonight from the Word of God. Um, We'd like to go ahead and receive our Wednesday night service, so if you need an envelope, you can get one in in the pew in front of you. And if you're listening online, there's several ways you can give if you'd like to. If you'd like to tithe or give offerings, you can use PayPal or text to give, or you can send your check by mail, and the address will be on the, the screen. So... Uh, you can give and be blessed. I'm going to read Matthew chapter 14 as our, uh, offering scripture tonight. And, um, I love this because, you know, it's just amazing what, what the Lord can do. And, uh, he, he, he fed, you probably know this story, he fed thousands here, but he, he did it, you know, he didn't even need money to do it. <laughs> Sometimes we get into, uh, maybe a box thinking that, The only way out of this situation is money. And sometimes it can be favor or just the blessing of the Lord moves and wipes away some kind of problem or debt or things just work out supernaturally. So really, instead of looking to money, we need to get our eyes on the Lord and say, Father, however you do this, I know you're my provider and you'll make a way. And so listen to to what happened here. The Bible says Matthew 14:14 14, 14, and Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion toward them and he healed their sick. Well that's good news isn't it? And when it was evening his disciples came to him and said this is a desert place and the time is now past send the multitude away that they may go into villages and buy themselves victuals. So you know they they the they said, you know, we need to Buy some food here. And, uh, Jesus said unto them, they need not depart. Give ye them to eat. And they said unto him, we have here but five loaves and two fishes. And he said, bring them hither to me. And he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass and took the five loaves and the two fishes. And looking up to heaven, he blessed and brake and gave the loaves to his disciples and his disciples to the Multitude, multitude of people. And they did all eat and were filled and they took up fragments that remained 12 baskets full. And when they had eaten, uh, those that had eaten were about 5,000 besides the women and children. Uh, and I have heard, you know, m- more women and children usually come to church than men. So if there were 5,000 men, think about how many women and children there were that ate that day. It was quite a miracle in um, such a multiplication, but I believe the key there is looking up to heaven. That's where our source is. Our source is the Lord. And we just can't rely on our own abilities, or our own uh, thinking and, and our own schemes and all that. We need to really, really look to the Lord and let him bless you. Let him show you the way. Let him show you the plan or whatever there might be for your life to get uh, out of debt or to get the needs met. He has a plan. He has a way. Amen. So let's pray tonight over our giving father. We thank you that you encourage us. So that your mighty supernatural power here that took just a few loaves and fish and multiplied them to feed over 5,000 people. We thank you, Lord, that you can pay the, the water bill of the, of, of the person that's listening. You can pay the, the electric bill, you can pay the mortgage, you can make it happen, Father. And we thank you tonight as we give. We trust in the living God. We trust in you, Father, and your power, and most of all, your love for us. In Jesus' name, amen. And a couple of announcements as we give tonight. We want to remind you of the services here at Grace Harvest Center we're, Church. We're here and we're open. And so we invite you to come Sunday morning. Our service is at 10 a.m. And our pa- pastor, David, our pastor, will be preaching. And then Sunday evening at 5 p.m. We'll be gathered here. And just for an hour of power, it's been really good. And then Wednesday night, of course, at 7 o'clock. If you've tuned in, you know that already. And then in November, our Gulf Coast Convention is going to be in Panama City Beach, Florida. Uh, it's going to be a great meeting. Reverend Mark Brzee. And his wife Janet will be with us. David and I'll be preaching and we'll have some wonderful musicians and singers. And uh it's at the Majestic Beach Resort, and you can find all the information online. But that I just want to mention the resort's so nice, it's right on the beach, and it'll be a fun time, kinda of get away for you. And um it's really discounted rates that time of year, so you'll have a good rate. And you can come and rest and and walk on the beach and then come to some wonderful meetings. So again, it's November 19th, twenty first, And please go online to register. It's free, but we want you to register because seating is limited at the Majestic that week. So praise God. All right, you ready to get into the word? Amen. All right. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you for this evening service and Lord, we appreciate your presence here already. We we acknowledge you, Father, and and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and we acknowledge the Holy Spirit who guides us and teaches us all things and even shows us things to come. We pray for enlightenment tonight. We thank you that the eyes of our understanding will be opened and enlightened and that we'll have a spirit of wisdom and spiritual understanding. We thank you, Lord God, that you will open up things in our in our minds tonight that we hadn't thought of before, that you'll change our minds, that you'll help us to know how wonderful you are and how good you are and how much you love us and that your mercy, it does endure forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we had started on Sunday evening um, talking about the doctrine of laying on of hands. And we didn't complete that, so I was going to do part two tonight. and uh, So I'll review a little bit here first. In fact, let's go to Hebrews chapter 6. This is what we use for our foundation scripture. Hebrews chapter 6. And we'll read verse 1 and 2. And we're going to talk about... Uh, the different ways uh that God uses the laying on of hands and how important it is for the church. Uh, you know, there's a scripture that says that we need to review these things so that we don't let them slip away from us. If we um, don't put ourselves in remembrance of what he's done and what he's doing and how he wants the church to be, then sometimes we forget and we think, oh, well, you know, we... We will just pray this way or do it this way. But then when we get back into what he said and how he said to do some things, um, then then uh, we can act upon that and, and experience the fullness of, of what he wants us to have. And so these doctrines of Christ, they're called in verse one. This is Hebrew six, verse one, are very important doctrines that we need to continually Uh, Remind ourselves of Uh, this is Hebrews six one. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God of the doctrine of baptisms of laying on of hands and of the resurrection of the dead of eternal judgment. So here we see the doctrine of laying on of hands. And what we discussed Sunday evening is, first of all, the laying on of hands for healing. And that's certainly not the only way that you can receive healing, but it is a way, and I believe it's a very powerful way, because you can uh, make that a point of contact. As soon as hands were laid on me, the healing power of God went into my body and started a work, started a work of healing and the process of healing. And thank God that, you know, our bodies want to heal themselves anyway. God made them that way. But this laying on of hands can speed up that healing power, that healing recovery. And um sometimes it can even be instant. Praise the Lord. I love it when that happens. But we do know that the minute hands are laid on us, the healing power is released into our physical bodies and that it affects a healing and a cure. So it does... It does work. Praise God. And we can receive healing. And God wants us to. So we went over some of these scriptures, but not all of them. So let's look at a couple of more here. Let's look at Matthew chapter eight. And you know me, I'm, I'm all about the scriptures. So we, we look at a lot of scriptures. So if you are at home, get your Bible out or your iPad and look with us. I think it's something very powerful about looking at the, at the scriptures. Matthew chapter eight. And look at verse 15. The Bible says here, well, let's look at 14. And when Jesus was come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother laid and sick of a fever. And he touched her hand and the fever left her and she arose and ministered unto them. So we see instantly when he touched her hand, the fever left something went into her that caused that fever to instantly leave her body and she was so much better uh, that i i'm amazed that they she got up and waited on them you know that's pretty quick recovery when you feel oh okay i'm ready to work <laughs> praise god but that's the life of god and it was uh transmitted into her through his touch his healing touch now let's look at mark chapter 7 and verse 32, Mark chapter 7 and verse 32. And the Bible says here, and they brought, they would bring unto him one that was deaf and had an, an impediment in his speech and they bese- beseech him to put his hands upon him. So they knew that there was something about, uh, Jesus putting his hands on people that made a difference. Um, you know, a lot of times we'll ask for prayer. We'll say, would you pray for me? I don't feel good or I hurt my leg or whatever could be the case. But here they besieged him to put his hands on them, to put his hands on him. So, you know, they were even thinking a little bit differently than we think. They didn't even come and ask for prayer. They came and asked for the laying out of hands. So they knew uh, the power in that. And he did, you know, uh he's, he took him aside from the multitude and he put his fingers into his ears and he spit and touched his tongue. Isn't that wild <laughs> looking up to heaven? And he said, be open and straightway. His ears were open and the string of his tongue was loose and he spake plain. So uh, he did touch him. And uh, as a result, the healing power went into his ears it wasn't necessarily the spit or uh, the fingers in his ears, um, but it was the healing power of God released through that touch that caused him to his ears to be open and his tongue to be loosed. Praise God. Whatever ailment you have, the power of God is available to fix it. <laughs> he made you and he can certainly heal you. We would think it's strange if we got some kind of uh, instrument or some kind of machinery that we bought brand new and it was so proud of and everything, and all of a sudden it was broken for some reason. And then the the company that manufactured it couldn't fix it. Wouldn't that be strange? Um, they should have the parts, right? And God has the parts. He has the, the healing touch that you need and the recovery. And I'm telling you, even when it gets really bad, when it gets really desperate, um, when, the, when the, all, all hope is lost, God is amazingly strong and can do wonderful miracles. Amen? And uh, so let's look on here. Look at uh, Mark chapter 5. This is the same book we're in right now. Mark chapter 5. In verse 22. And behold, there came one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, and she may be healed, and she shall live. Now, again, Jairus didn't ask Jesus to come pray. Just pray for the doctor, for the daughter, but to lay hands on her. So they recognize the power of the laying on of hands. And, uh, we know the story, you know, that, um, this woman, uh, that was sick for 12 years came and interrupted that, uh, that scenario there of him going to the Jairus' house. And this woman was healed. She touched the hem of his garment. And um, then we look at verse 34. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace. Be whole of thy plague. And then in verse 35, While he yet spake, there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house a certain, uh, certain one that said, Your daughter's dead. Why trouble the master any further? As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said unto the ruler of the synagogue, Be not afraid, only believe. And he suffered no man to follow him save Peter and James and John and the brother of James. And he came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and sitteth, seeth the atonement and then that, and them that wept and wailed greatly. And when he was come in, he said unto them, Why make ye this ado and weep? The damsel is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed. They laughed at him. They laughed to him to scorn. But when he put them all out, he take the father and the mother and the damsel and them that were there and entered where the damsel was lying. And he took the damsel by the hand. Now, why would he take her by the hand? Well, it's the healing power released into her physical body. This This time, it was not just healing, uh, it was also healing because if she hadn't gotten healed, she would have been raised up and died again, right? So it was healing also, but there was resurrection power, praise the Lord, in his hand. And so the daughter, he took the daughter by the hand and said unto her, come arise, I say unto thee, and straightway the damsel arose and walked, and she was 12 years old, raised from the dead, and they were astonished with great astonishment praise the Lord don't you like that kind of astonishment <laughs> hallelujah when God's moving with his resurrection power on your children praise the Lord so we see again the power of God released through the touch and that's what he asked for would you come and lay your hands on her um, let's look at Mark 8 just a couple of chapters over Mark 8 and verse 22 are you getting anything out of this Amen. Praise the Lord. And uh, he cometh to Bethsaida. And uh, they brought a blind man unto him. And he besought him to touch him. Again, not asking for prayer. Please pray for me, Jesus. That's fine. Nothing wrong with prayer. I love prayer. I'm a prayer. But here they're asking him to touch them. So that the healing touch of God. Flows through his hands, and now we'll read in a minute our hands. Hallelujah. Because he's in us. But they besought him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of town. And when he had spit in his eyes and put his hands upon him, he asked him if he saw aught. And he looked up and said, I see men as trees walking. After that, he put his hands again him uh, upon his eyes again. And he made him look up and he was restored and saw every man clearly. And so again, uh, I've heard this taught that Jesus prayed twice for the man. And he might have. He might have prayed twice, but it doesn't say that he prayed twice. It says that he laid hands on him twice. <laughs> he put his hands on him. And because he put his hands on him, then he could see clearly. And so evidently, it's okay to lay hands on people twice for total healing. If they don't receive it all the first time, it's scriptural to lay your hands on them again. Amen. And, uh, I don't think there's anything wrong. I don't think God minds that at all. Uh, you're actually transferring the power of God to them, uh, from your heart, from your spirit and from the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So that's the, 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 uh, the power of God in, uh, the laying on of hands. One more, Acts chapter 5. It's just all over the Bible. We can possibly go to all the scriptures tonight, but again, I wanted to give you a few more. Acts chapter 5, look at verse 12. And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. By the hands, notice that, by the hands of the apostles. The signs and wonders were wrought. What does that mean? That they put their hands on them. That they laid their hands on them. And signs and wonders were wrought among the people. Um, And then it goes on to say, believers were the more added to the Lord. Multitudes, both of men and women. And um, I thank God that we can see the uh, connection between signs and wonders and people getting saved. You know, miracles... Uh, or, or just a dinner bell for salvation. And uh, so that's why we need to make sure that we are those who are ready to lay hands on the sick, that uh, we use this as the Lord has instructed us to in Mark chapter 16, that believers shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And then the second thing we talked about on Sunday evening was the laying on of hands for the Holy Spirit Or for the gifts of the Spirit. And um, we know that young Pastor Timothy, he was exhorted by Paul to stir up the gifts that were given to him through the laying on of hands. So uh, we won't go into all that, but that's uh, just another use of the laying on of hands. It's not just for healing, but it can also be for the infilling of the Holy Spirit or for spiritual gifts to be imparted. And then what we didn't get to, which I would like just to spend a couple of minutes here before we go, is uh, the laying on of hands for commission or ordination or sending forth of uh, impartation of blessing. So let's look at this in Numbers chapter 27. And again, we won't go to the extensive study, but we'll just hit some highlights here. No, uh, Numbers, the 27th chapter. And look at Verse 18. And the Lord said unto Moses, Take thee Joshua, the son of Nun, a man in whom is the Spirit, and lay thine hand upon him. And verse 20 says, And thou shalt put some of thine honor upon him. The Amplified says some of your honor and authority upon him. So the things transferred through the laying on of hands. And we know that Joshua was... uh, uh, the one who was to take Moses's place in Deuteronomy chapter 34. We'll see here the results of this or some of the results of this laying out of hands. Deuteronomy 34 and verse nine. And Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom, full of the spirit of wisdom. Why? For Moses had laid his hands upon him. So evidently that spirit of wisdom can be transferred as well. Um, He was full of the spirit of wisdom for Moses had laid his hands upon him and the children of Israel hearkened unto him and did as the Lord commanded Moses. Um, And then it goes on to say in all verse 11 in all the signs and wonders. Praise God. Uh, And then we see in the book of Joshua, the first chapter, um, the Lord exhorting Joshua, he said, "You know, my servant Moses is dead and and I think sometimes we just have to realize that those who've imparted so much unto us that they've gone on to be with the Lord, it's not over. It's time for us to take up that mantle if we if we can call it that that anointing, that wisdom, and do what they did." and and maybe even go a little further like they'd want us to, and reach more people than maybe they could have, have reached. So it shouldn't end when someone dies. You know, the the move of the Spirit, the, the things of God, we should pass them to generation, from generation to generation. And really, we have a responsibility. We have an obligation. When we've been given so much, we have an obligation to give, and uh, to keep on going, no matter what, or how the devil tries to stop you. You know, I think about Joshua. You know, he was doing pretty good uh, with you know his instructions here. Uh, the Lord said, "Be strong and of good courage. Only be very strong, and and that he would prosper in whatsoever he did. Uh, meditate in the in the Word day and night. You'll have good success. And then he says in verse nine have i not commanded thee be strong and of good courage he was saying go 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 we got to go forward with this be not afraid neither be dismayed for the lord thy god is with thee whithersoever thou goest god is with you you know moses is gone but god is with you and i think sometimes we just have to take up that uh cross and follow him doesn't the bible say that Uh, take up our calling you know the cross was the was a calling of Jesus he was called to the cross and I believe when he says take up your cross it doesn't mean you know you have to nail yourself to the cross it means that whatever calling is on your life you take it up you do the will of God just like he took his cross you take yours and do what God's told you to do and thank God, He'll be with you. He won't ever leave you nor forsake you. And things went wrong. You know, Joshua had people, uh, He instructed them, we're going to give all this, the, the first town we take here, Jericho, we're going to give it all to the Lord. We're not taking anything and all. And then He had somebody steal stuff. And you remember the story, you know, the next battle they went out to fight, they lost it. So, you know, things happen and he had to confront them and they you know they they had to go through some processes but yet Joshua did go forward he had tremendous battle strategies and and continued to do the will of God no matter what he had to face and so i uh i think that uh some of that spirit of Moses was upon him when all that happened cuz i'm telling you Moses went through some things too didn't he All right, let's go over the New Testament and then we'll bring this to a close. Just a couple of scriptures here. Acts 6. Acts 6. You know, you can transmit by the Spirit of God, by the will of God, the the, uh, wonderful anointing impartations that have been given to you. And I thank God for the men and women who've laid hands on me. I want them to continue to do that. (laughs) And... um, just receive all that I can, but also I know that I have a commission also to impart those things that I have to the next generation. And it's it's really a blessing when you get to pass things on. Acts chapter 6, look at this. Um, should we start? Let's look at uh, verse 1, Acts 6, 1. And in those days when the number of the disciples was multitude, there arose a murmuring against of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily menstruation. Then the 12 called the multitude of disciples unto them and said, it is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer And to the ministry of the word and the saying, pleased the whole multitude. And they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost. They chose Philip and others here and verse six, whom they set before the apostles. And when they had prayed, they laid their hands upon them. They laid their hands upon them. And the word of God increased and the number of disciples multitude in Jerusalem greatly and a great company of priests were obedient to the faith. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. Now, this was just a a really kind of a, a, a natural job that they were supposed to do while the others were going to be able to spend more time in prayer and the word but notice they wanted people even the full of the holy ghost to do that and they wanted to lay their hands on them and, and impart the same spirit that they had on these ones that they chose uh and notice that the word of god increased because of this the disciples multitude uh multiplied greatly because of it and then even stephen started doing signs and wonders because of it. So it's really amazing what can be transferred into your life through the laying on of hands. Praise God. And then this is the last one. Acts chapter 13, Acts chapter 13. Um, and, you know, I was thinking earlier about this and I meant to say this while ago, but I believe that the Lord would have me say it um, just to skip back to healing for a minute. Our pastor here, many times when he's uh, ministering overseas and even here, um, working miracles, he'll say, put your hand on the place that you're hurting. And so, you know, you can lay hands on yourself. <laughs> Isn't that something? You can lay your hands on the sick if you're sick, and the healing power of God can go through your hands to yourself. So if you're alone, you might say, I don't have anybody here to lay hands on me. And Scarlett, y'all are at church and I'm at home or, you know, wherever you might be right now. Um, You can lay hands on yourself. So if you're sick um or if you're hurting, you know, you're in pain, put your hands on yourself. And we'll pray in a minute and just release the power of God. Um So anyway, this last chapter, Acts 13, 3. Uh, it says as they ministered to the lord and fasted the holy ghost said separate me barnabas and saul for the work unto whereunto i have called them and they uh, fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them and sent them away so they commissioned them they sent them forth through prayer and through the laying on of hands we see the power of god transmitted and maybe wisdom, maybe blessing, we, you know, maybe we don't even realize all the things that are transmitted, but God wants us to lay hands on people for these different things. So keep that in mind during the day. If somebody asks you to, to pray for them, just put your hand on them, put your hand on their shoulder, put your hand, grab their hand and pray with them and let the healing be conscious, let the healing power of God flow through your hand. Be conscious of the healing or the, the blessing of the Lord going through your hands to them. But before we close, again, I want you to, if you're hurting tonight or if something is, is not right in your physical body, I want you to put your hand on whatever part is uh, not operating correctly. And let's believe God right now, the healing power of God's going into you. Father, we just thank you. We release now through the doctrine of the laying on of hands the healing power of God, the miracle working power of God for total restoration, for total wellness, for total recovery. And whatever needs to be done in the the tissues, the cells, the blood, the organs, we thank you right now by the laying on of hands. Your spirit is released. Pain has to go. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. And healing comes right now and begins this very moment in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, well, and our pastor would encourage you to do something you couldn't do before if you have have back problems and you couldn't back you know bend over bend over if you couldn't go side to side or if your neck was hurting do something you couldn't do before and see the miracle working power of God in your physical body and then uh, let us know we love to hear testimonies and we love to give out testimonies so let us know uh, what's happened in your physical body tonight all right.